Welcome to the Church for All Nations podcast, streaming live from Tacoma, Washington. We're so excited you joined us today. We hope you're encouraged by this week's message. Tonight is week one of our study in the book of Acts. And I want to take a second and I just want to say welcome to everyone that is joining us online. We are so glad that you are doing this study with us. Yeah, give them a hand. You guys, there's literally, we are thrilled to be connected with you. There's women all over the world. I get emails. They're doing the studies a week behind us, some a year behind us. I got messages from women that are just starting This Is War. Anybody remember that one from a year ago? Yes, and so I'm excited. And so we're just so glad that you're joining us uh, through the beautiful, amazing technology of social media and Yeah, God is good, and he will just get his word out in whatever way he chooses, right? Well, I have to tell you, I was uh, chatting when I went home a few weeks ago. I was chatting with some friends of mine that are in ministry, and and I told them that we were starting this uh, study in Acts, and uh, my pastor friend, I was with him and his wife, and and he said, oh, I, I... I'm in the middle of a study on Acts. And I was like, bro, send me your notes. I want to read what you're doing. And, and I said, how long is your study? And he said, well, we're going on five years. <laughs> Not joking. Like, no exaggeration. He and his small group have been walking line by line through Acts. And they are in their fifth year. And they are only in Acts 18. Ladies, um, this ain't that. Okay? Is that, is that okay? This is not that. Uh, I would love to do that. I would love to, to go line by word by word, but we don't, we don't have that time. And so this is going to be looking at specific parts of Acts. We won't even get through every chapter, friends. We are, this is just six weeks. Acts is long. But I just wanted to tell you that the Holy Spirit put Acts on my heart for a very specific reason. I started actually diving into Acts myself. And as as I was diving in, this was maybe six or eight months ago, I started diving in and I was overwhelmed with this initial impression as I launched into the beginning of Acts. I had to come to grips with the context, because how many of you know I love to look at context, and so I was thinking about the context in which the beginning of Acts starts. The context is that you have all of Jesus' disciples, the ones he was closest to, his homies, the ones he poured his entire life into, You have them having watched their Lord and Savior, their leader, crucified on a cross. And you got to understand, these men and women, just in case you didn't know, these men and women, most of them thought that this kingdom of God that Jesus kept talking about was going to look real different. And here as they're watching their leader be crucified, 
they are left with an impression that, man, I sure didn't know it was going to look like this. And as I thought about that, diving into Acts, I thought, Lord, there's so many of us that feel the same way about our lives. You know, we, maybe you have beautiful children, maybe you have a great job, maybe you have a fabulous spouse, maybe you have all of those things, maybe you have none of those things. Maybe you got everything you thought you wanted in life and maybe you got none of the things you thought you wanted in life and you are left, possibly, maybe, here tonight with that overwhelming feeling of, man, I sure thought this was going to be different. Lord, I, I thought there was more. And what I love about Acts is that it starts with that. So if you're here tonight and that is where you are, Lord, I thought it was going to be more. Friends, hold on to your seat because there's so much more. There's so much more. And that's why I love Acts. Not only is it an amazing historical account, not only is it the account of how the God of the universe decided to change the world through the church, his church, not only is it an explanation of how God ordained the church to work and operate, but it's also an account of how God himself decided to impart power into all of his followers that wanted it. And so I'm excited tonight, regardless of where you find yourself, thrilled with your life, devastated with your life, and everything in between, there is more. There is more. And that's where I want to dive in tonight. I'm excited because uh, with this study, we're going to be looking not just at Acts, but we're going to be drawing from a few other passages as well. And I have to tell you, friends, uh, I, I do get occasional blonde jokes. Any blondes out here in the audience say, woohoo? Yeah, we got a few blondes. Okay. So I have to tell you, most blonde jokes don't apply to me. But there's a couple that do. I have a few stereotypically blonde things about me, and I'm just going to confess one of them to you right now. One is I am completely directionally challenged. Anybody with me? If I don't have my GPS, forget it. You're not even going to see me. I'm not even going to try. Okay? And, and I can live in one place for more than two years and still use a GPS to get to your house. I will. I've been 20 times. I don't even care. I'm not even scared to admit it. That is, that is the reality of my life. And so there are multiple times that if for some reason I, uh, my GPS maybe isn't loading or I have too many things on my phone and it's, it's lagging or maybe an address, one that's deep in Puyallup, <laughs> doesn't come up on Google. Is Gina here? <laughs> 
then I'm calling my husband, right? And I'm trying to describe where I am so he can walk me through it. I'm just telling you the truth. That's how it works. And inevitably, he will give me directions in man lingo. Is that okay to even say that? Like, if I'm giving you directions, you are taking a left at the green elephant, right? I'm going to give you descriptions. I don't know street names. You guys, I have a hard time remembering what this street in front of the church is, okay? I know what it looks like. I know there's an Ace Hardware. I don't do well with those, okay? So, so when I'm, I'm asking my husband for directions, what ends up happening is he'll say something like, maybe you just need to go north on Pacific. <laughs> How the heck do I know which way is north? As far as I'm concerned, north is that way. <laughs> Anybody with me? Thank you. So I'm going to heaven to get to the store. Sounds great. (laughs) True story. (laughs) Why do I tell you this? Ladies, it is so important to know where you are, right? Where you're starting, your foundation. Before you get additional directions, friends, we got to know which way is north. And so tonight, we are going to go super foundational. And what's cool about this is that if we have friends with us tonight that have never cracked a Bible in their lives, by the way, we are so jazzed that you are here. I love, I love that you're even interested enough to even hear about this Jesus guy. So thank you. Or if you've been in Scripture your entire life, It is imperative to understand the foundations that we're going to unpack tonight. And unfortunately, I have met individuals that have been following Jesus, that have been reading their scriptures for decades upon decades, and they don't understand the simplistic elements that we're going to unpack tonight. So before we get into the depth of Acts, we are going to unpack a few of these principles first. And then I have to tell you, I won't do this any of the other weeks to my knowledge. Well, Sunday I'm preaching at Church for All Nations. Yay! Because I am a glutton for punishment. Right. All right, launch women's Bible study, preach. Anyway, uh, I am going to be preaching on this same subject on Sunday. I'm going to be unpacking it further. So if Church for All Nations is your home, you got the intro first. If it's not, I never want to pull you from your church home, but maybe just this one Sunday. Just this one, right? All right, let's get into the word together. This book of Acts, we call it a book, but... I want to make sure everybody's on the same page. I want to make sure that you understand that these books in the New Testament, the vast majority of them are actually letters. Letters that are written from an individual. And this book of Acts is a letter written by an individual named Luke. And this is the second letter 
written by Luke. And the first letter that was written by Luke is called Luke. Shocking, I know. And so we're diving into this second letter of Luke. And I want to explain another aspect of scripture that you may or may not understand. Some of you have heard individuals talk about contradictions in scripture. So it's different letters written by different individuals and some of the letters are actually recalling the same event. And I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you and your friends are watching the same thing, but when your friend tells it, you're like, that's what you saw? And so often individuals will read scripture and go, wait, this is contradicting that. And you're like, no, 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 friend. Luke was standing over here, but John was standing here, right? And so you have individuals watching the same event, but recalling them differently. And how many of you have seen that? I mean, my husband, if you ask Pastor JF how we met, his version is lame, It is, it's not a lie, it's true, but it's so boring. He leaves out all the details that I like, right? And so when I tell it, he rolls his eyes and he's like, oh, yours is so long. Yeah, I'm a girl. They wanna know, and he's like, they don't. This is what is happening, (laughs) thank you. This is what is happening in scripture so often. And so what I love to do is to take an event and if I find that that event is happening and being recalled in various letters, I love to match them and put them next to each other so I can get a full, well-rounded account, right? And I love I love that element of scripture being able to understand that. So you literally have to read the New Testament in that way. All Holy Spirit inspired authors, all 100% infallible. What does that mean? It means flawless. We believe it is all 100% true, but it can be vastly different perspectives. So I want you to keep that in mind, even as we read through Luke's account. Open your Bibles, or you can look at your notes, or you can look at the screens. We have so many options for you here tonight. We're going to start Acts chapter 1 in verse 1. Scripture says, this is Luke writing. Luke says, in my former book, meaning letter, okay? So he's saying, in my former letter named Luke, thank you, come on. Theophilus, and I'm going to stop right there because I didn't put this in your notes, but maybe you want to circle it. Circle the name of the individual he's writing this letter to. Friends, this is how much I love scripture, the depth of it. There's just always so many faces. Theophilus, that name in the original language literally means the beloved of God. Friends, he's writing to us. You are God's beloved. Everything that we're about to unpack in Acts, this is all written to you as well. See how powerful that is? In my former book, Theophilus, 
I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. So he's saying in that letter titled Luke, that's everything he wrote about, right? Let's continue. Verse 3. After his, meaning Jesus's, suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. So I want to stop there because you have Jesus who died on the cross after his suffering when he rose again after defeating hell in the grave for you and for me to pay for all of our sins, he then presented himself to his disciples, proving to them that he was really alive in his glorified body. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. And then Luke explains that he gives really important Instructions in verse four. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Wait, the John baptized with water... But then in a few days, these followers of Jesus are going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, there's two different baptisms. Actually, friends, there's three. And tonight, I want to unpack these three different baptisms because it's going to be so imperative as we get into this book of Acts that you understand the differences between the three. These three steps, they're not the only three steps, but they are three of the steps in your spiritual journey. And first, I want to explain what baptism even means, and maybe you want to write it in your margin. The word baptism is not even a churchy word. We made it a churchy word, but it didn't start out that way. It literally just means to be immersed to be immersed in whatever we're talking about. And so that's important to remember that baptism means to be immersed when we are unpacking these three baptisms. And the first baptism that I want to talk about tonight, the first baptism that's offered to us by God in our spiritual journey is number one, and it's going to be one of your blanks. It's baptism into the body of Christ. And so we've highlighted the word that is your blank. The first is baptism into the body of Christ. And while that sounds churchy, that means, just means our salvation. And that's your next blank. This is salvation. Baptism into the body of Christ. Why on earth would scripture call salvation, baptism into the body of Christ? Because friends, your salvation isn't going to church. Your salvation has nothing to do with religion. 
Your salvation has everything to do with you jumping into a full-fledged relationship with Jesus Christ and being immersed in everything he is. Amen. And so some of you are here listening to that and, and you're thinking, well, I'm a Christian. I go to church. I try to do good. Friends, if you are not fully immersed in a relationship with Jesus, then I want to encourage you to question, to question that. Because tonight you need to understand that the baptism in the body of Christ has everything to do with you not just saying hello to Jesus, but literally jumping in into a place where you are immersed by everything he is. You are surrounded by, you are covered by him. And I love how scripture says it in 1 Corinthians 12. Looking at the first part of verse 13, it says, for by one spirit, we are all baptized or immersed into one body, right? The family of believers into Jesus, into his body. Galatians 3, verse 26 says, so in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ, meaning you didn't just meet Jesus, but he's actually wrapped you in everything he is. You are now a representative of his righteousness, not because you're so good, because he's so good. And you've allowed yourselves to be wrapped in him, in a relationship with him. It doesn't mean that you get it perfect. Let's be honest. It doesn't even mean you get it right most of the time. Hello. But you are wrapped, you're immersed in that relationship with him. And that is baptism in the body of Christ. This is the first step in your spiritual journey with the Lord. And we see this in the lives of the disciples. Look in John 20. We see where this moment happened for them. And this can be really confusing for individuals, so I want you to stay with me, because this is important to see this here. We just talked about how Jesus had been crucified. He paid the price for sins, yours and mine, the disciples. He paid that on the cross. He died, and then he rose again. And we see here in John 20, verse 19, on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of Jewish leaders. Think about that for a second. They're all huddled together. The doors are locked. Jesus has risen from the dead. He's in his glorified body. And watch what he does. Jesus just came in and stood among them. But wait, the doors were locked. Well... And if Jesus had just shown up in your house when all the doors were locked, he'd also have to say this to you, peace be with you. <laughs> right? <laughs> ah. 
After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed. They're losing their minds. This is Jesus. This is the Lord. And they're realizing this. And then again, he said, yo, 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 peace be with you. Chill out. I'm here for a minute. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. I have more for you. This isn't it. I have more for you. Verse 22, and with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. In that moment, I don't want you to get confused here, friends. In that moment, they are not baptized in the Holy Spirit. In that moment, they are baptized into the body of Christ. In that moment, the disciples receive their salvation. Well, wait, what do you mean? They've been, fought, they've been walking with Jesus, for, but Jesus had just gone to the cross. He had just gone to the cross and paid for their sins. So in, before that moment, before Jesus died on the cross, they were operating under the old covenant. And so in that moment, they received forgiveness of their sins from Jesus. Now, I know some of y'all don't believe me, so we're going to... We're going to go and look at a couple other passages so that you see that. Same event. Remember? Different perspective. Different individual. Recalling that exact same event. Let's look at Luke 24. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood, meaning appeared, among them and said, peace be with you. Same detail, right? Talking about the same story, different perspective. Verse 37, they were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. And then if you read more in Luke, we don't have time for it tonight. He goes through. He does the exact same thing as is recalled in Acts. Look, then he shows them his hands and his feet, proves that it's him. And then he says, Luke 24, verse 49, I am going to send you what my father has promised but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. It's future tense. While they have the Holy Spirit inside of them, they haven't received the baptism of the Spirit and his power. Okay, same story. Going back to Acts, back to what we just read. Let's look at it again. I just want you to see the similarities. Friends, if you begin to read scripture like this, it will change the way you understand it. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days, spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave the command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. In a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I love the power of that picture. So the first baptism is into the body of Christ. And the second baptism that we're going to talk about is the one that was just referenced there. And that's baptism in water. So on your notes sheet, fill in the blank number two. Baptism in 
water. And right under that, this is a public symbol or declaration. This is a public symbol or declaration. This is a separate experience from your salvation. Friends, getting water baptized does not save you. Getting water baptized does not bring forgiveness. Why on earth would the Lord separate this baptism into his body, baptism into a relationship with Jesus, which is totally free, nothing that you can do to earn that, nothing other than receiving it from him, nothing that you do is earning your salvation. Why would he separate water baptism? Because water baptism is something you got to do. And he wants it separate. This public declaration. It's so important to understand this principle. It is a free gift, salvation. You can't earn it. And he separated water baptism. And this is the second step in your spiritual journey that we're talking about tonight. Acts 4 says those who accepted his message were baptized. And friends, maybe you want to make a note of this. This is a big deal to me. 27 times in the New Testament, we're given accounts of people getting saved and immediately they are water baptized. Why? Some of you in this room have accepted Jesus as your savior. You are baptized into the body of Christ. You're baptized into a relationship with him, but you have not taken the step of water baptism. And some of you, I know in your head right now, you're like, oh, but is it really relevant? Is it really necessary? And I want to explain it to you like this. When you say yes to Jesus... Yes, to being baptized into a relationship with him, meaning immersed. Remember that, immersed into a relationship with him. When you say yes, that is a private decision. If Church for All Nations is your home, we actually, in in your seats, we have you lift your hands so that we can help you recognize that you're making that decision. We don't have people looking around. It is a private decision between you and the Lord. But water baptism is making that private decision public. And it matters. It matters to God, and it actually matters to your spiritual journey. It matters a big time. Let me me explain it to you this way. This ring, this wedding ring that I'm wearing, doesn't make me married to Pastor J.F., Did you know that? My covenant with the Lord, my covenant, my marriage, my decisions, my my voicing that vow to him and to God, that's what makes me married to him. But this is the public declaration of that. And friends, this doesn't even matter. In fact, Amber can tell you, this is $14 on Amazon. Hello, CZ. Some of y'all don't even know what that is. Literally, 14 bucks. 
Why? Well, because my actual wedding ring uh, is over 200 years old and it, and it bends. And when I shake your hand, you might smash it. So $14. Anyway, um, but it's pretty, right? Like some of y'all be like, that new pastor got that new ring. $14. Right. Anyway, what were we talking about? The ring, it matters. Why? Because it's a public declaration. It doesn't make me married to Pastor JF, but it lets you know that I'm married. That's right. Right? It lets everyone around know. And friends, this public declaration is a big deal. And that's why on Sunday I'm going to be preaching and teaching about baptism. And that's why we here at Church for All Nations every single month do public baptisms during worship as this public declaration, as this step in your spiritual journey. And if you haven't taken that step, friends, I can't even explain it to you. It matters. It matters. And some of you know what I'm talking about because some of you have dated that guy that was like, oh, baby, you know I love you, but let's don't tell nobody. And some of y'all been that girl that was like, oh, you know, let's just keep it private. And some of you are doing that with the Lord. And doesn't mean you're not saved. But it's a barrier in your spiritual journey because, friend, there is more. There's so much more that he has for you. But you know what? Jesus said it like this in Matthew 10, verse 32. He said, whoever acknowledges me before men, I will acknowledge them before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my Father in heaven. It's not about you not being saved. It's about how much God is able to do in and through you here on earth because, friends, there is more. There's so much more. So we have baptism into the body of Christ, meaning a relationship with Jesus. That is the first step in your spiritual journey. Number two, Baptism in water as a public declaration of what God has done in your life, of your relationship with him. And the third baptism that we're going to talk about, the third, not even the third step, the next step, we'll say that, in this spiritual journey that the Lord does have for you is baptism in the Holy Spirit. Baptism in the Holy Spirit. And the next blank under that, this is his power. This is his power. If you remember in the passage that we read twice in the very beginning of Acts, Jesus tells his disciples after they've received the Holy Spirit when they got saved, he says, you need to wait. Go to Jerusalem and wait because I have so much more for you. 
I want you to not only be filled with the Holy Spirit, I want you to be immersed with the Holy Spirit. I want you to be baptized in him. And this is, I want to show you this, friends, because this helps me. Pictures help me. And so I need for you to understand if this picture represents the Holy Spirit. Sorry, not the picture, the water. If the water represents the Holy Spirit, when you say yes to Jesus, when you are baptized into a relationship with him, we know, according to scripture, he fills you with the Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit is inside of you the second you say yes to him. He's inside of you. He's living inside of you. The Spirit of the living God is inside of you. The second you say yes to him. But what's the difference? between being baptized into a relationship with Jesus where his spirit is inside of you and being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, friends, what the difference is, having the Holy Spirit inside of you or you being inside of him. When you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, His spirit is in you, it's around you, it's on top of you, it's below you. You are baptized, you are surrounded. You have him flowing in you, you have him flowing out of you in every single part. He's in you or you're in him. Immersed, immersed in his spirit. Friends, there's more. There is more for you. There is more for me. Acts chapter 8. If you look at verse 5 and then we're going to jump to verse 12, we're going to see all three baptisms in this one section of Acts. Scripture says, verse 5, Philip went down to a city in Samaria, and he proclaimed the Messiah there. He was preaching about Jesus. In verse 12, but when they believed, hello, first baptism, first baptism right there. When they believed, when they said yes to Jesus, they're baptized into the body of Christ, into a relationship with him. Philip, as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, then they were baptized, both men and women. That's the second one, water baptism. Now watch this. Verse 14. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, meaning revival was going on in Samaria, they sent Peter and John to them. When they arrived, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon. He was in them, but he wasn't all over them. Do you see the difference? They had simply been baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. This baptism, this immersion in his power. And friends, I want you to see the difference between these three baptisms. 
The first one is the only one with your eternal purpose attached to it. The other two have earthly purpose. The first one has everything to do with your salvation and you entering into eternity with the Lord. The second one has everything to do with your witness here on earth with God using you here on earth. The third one has everything to do with your power here on earth, with his ability to move in you and through you. Friends, we're gonna unpack some of these elements in Acts, and I need for you to understand, you've got Peter who literally couldn't even tell a little girl that he follows Jesus. And he's preaching to thousands. And the only thing that happened in between was he was baptized into the Holy Spirit. And I've seen it myself in my own life. Going from places of anxiety and fear. Loving the Lord with all my heart. But being terrified to share him with someone else. And then taking that one step and getting water baptized and having that witness to everyone. That external symbol telling everyone what the Lord had done inside of me. That very private baptism, making it public. And then after that, removing that barrier and allowing the Lord to baptize me in his Holy Spirit to the point where he gave me dreams and visions as a little girl of what I'm doing here with you, here, now, today. The baptism into his power in his Holy Spirit. Friends, there's so much more for you. Baptism into the body of Christ, Baptism in water, baptism in the Holy Spirit. They're all stages in this spiritual journey. The spiritual journey that every person in this room is on, myself included. Friends, there's so much more for me. There's so much more for you. And tonight, I made a, a poignant decision to make our lesson a little bit shorter because I wanted to make sure you have extra time to connect with your ladies in your circles. But I just want to take a second, and I wonder if you'd bow your head and let the Holy Spirit search your heart. Let Him search your heart right now. And maybe you just want to evaluate where you are on that spiritual journey. He knows your heart. He knows your journey. He knows the imperfections. He knows the passions. He is so in love with every part of you. So much so that he has more. Maybe you're here tonight and you've not even taken that first step. So right here, again, this is very private. 
This is the private one. And the only crucial one, by the way. It's the only crucial one when it comes to your eternity. The others have to do with what God's called you to do here on earth. But the one crucial one is that decision to follow him. And if that's you, you don't even have to lift your hand. Just where you are right now, just say yes to him. Say yes to him in your own way. Lord, I want, I want you. I want your forgiveness. Everything that this lady on stage is talking about, the fact that you died for me so that I wouldn't have to bear the weight of the sin and the shame so that I wouldn't have to pay the price. Lord, I want that. I want your perfect forgiveness. I want a life that is so much bigger than just for me. I want everything you have for me, Lord. And friend, even though that sounds so simple, it sounds so basic, it sounds so elementary, Scripture says that if you meant that in your heart, if you truly want to be immersed into a relationship with Him, then all of heaven is rejoicing right now. All of heaven for this free gift. Maybe you're here today and the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about that next step. Whatever that next step is, maybe it's one of the ones we talked about tonight. Maybe it's baptism in water. We'll have baptism signups this Sunday. Don't miss it. It's going to be exciting. So you can sign up at Church for All Nations this Sunday. Maybe it's you're called to lead a small group. Maybe it's the Lord wants you to, to step out and go through growth track, learn a little bit more about how and why He's created you. Maybe that step is to allow the Lord to begin to heal your marriage. Maybe that step is for you to finally forgive that person. Whatever it is, you have sisters that are here that want to help you do that. You are not called to walk this alone, friends. We are called to do it together in Jesus' name. And I'm excited because so much of what the Lord has for us, we're going to begin to unpack next Thursday night. Do not miss it. We're going to begin to unpack who the Holy Spirit is. And, and don't get me wrong, I, I get that people have packaged Him because He is a person. People have packaged him in really bizarre ways. We're not going to do that here, okay? We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about some different terms that maybe you've heard before. Some people think that when you use a, a term like Pentecostal, that means you either wear a lot of makeup or none at all. It, it's neither one. We're going to talk about all that. We're going to unpack it. We're going to dispel some of the myths. But I want you to hear this. God is not in a hurry. He's not in a hurry. But friends, He has so much more for you. 
so much more. And I'm so excited to dive in to his word with you together. Stretch your hands forward. It's just a symbol. It's a symbol that we're unified. It's a symbol that we're together in this, this journey, this spiritual journey of taking the next step. We're together, right? He is more for all of us. Lord, we just thank you, God, for tonight. Thank you for every single woman here. Thank you for the families and the friendships that they represent. Thank you, God, for the passions they represent. Thank you for the giftings that you've placed inside each and every one, the calling and the actual plans that you ordained over them before the beginning of time. Thank you, God, for the more that they represent. Thank you, Lord, for the three baptisms, the symbols, God, the explanation, the power in each and every one of them. And thank you, God, for those next steps. Holy Spirit, speak so clearly to our hearts. And as always, give us the courage to obey your voice. Create divine relationships tonight, Lord, the lasting ones the ones that will look back and go, oh, remember that one? Oh, yeah, no, I met, I met your aunt so-and-so 20 years ago in 2020 at this women's Bible study. Lord, let it be so. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen, amen, amen. Thanks again for joining us. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. For more content and to connect with us, go to cfan.church.